Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Oh man, you've you've just abandoned all dust and vinyl logos. You're like, I'm just (laughs) my collages. I don't care anymore. I'm an independent. You're lucky to have me. I (laughs) I said all of (laughs) these things. In the beginning, everybody's all excited. Adam had his little thing. You had your little thing, and then now everybody's like, fuck it, man. Who cares? Dustin's got his little blinky sign that he's in front of and nobody can see. So. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I got, I got my, I got a blinky sign. Am I, am I making you feel guilty? And you're gonna put it on? I love that. I love making. <laughs> yeah, you love it. Yeah, you know it's part of it. How you been? You have a good. There it is. Look at yeah, that. Look at Starting. that. See, it's, it's beautiful. Yours yeah. is better than mine. Mine's like. Yeah, but yours is real in the flesh. It is real. See if I can angle this a little better. There we go. I don't know. I'm a mess. Good to see you. How you been? You having a good week? Rock and roll and comedy? What's going on? Talk to me. Uh, not, not nothing really. Just uh, still looking for places in LA. So. Oh, how's that going? It's all right. It's hard when you have no credit. <laughs> that's I th- that's why you married. <laughs> you know what shows up when, when my credit gets searched? It's not a number. It mm. just says N-A. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Don't put your name on the lease. I think that's probably... Probably the best bet here is just yeah. just kind of leave it all on on to her and don't don't even try to be involved. Just be, you're going to be the random guy that's sleeping there. Yeah, um, I guess when guy, you get married though, you come you come with it, right? You're bringing her down. Holy shit! I guess so. I don't think I'm affecting her credit, but get a credit card, bro. Just and buy something and pay it off. That's how it works. Build it slowly. It's, yeah, uh, it's it's something you got to do, man. It's life. You know what I mean? Big boy stuff. You can do it. I'll help you out, man. Well, you're paying taxes for the first time. In like I'm paying taxes now. Yeah, that's I huge. Don't, I don't recommend yeah. it. Paying taxes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't recommend not paying taxes. You'll be like three <laughs> to five. So if yeah. you like big men giving you massages, then, uh, you know, don't pay taxes. <laughs> you know what I do like is that now I can write stuff off. Yeah. So like, you know, if I buy musical equipment sure it's from my career yeah i get some money back at the end of that's that's uh that's never happened before <laughs> yeah just a rule of thumb don't get too much money back that's when they come at you yeah <laughs> well i just say what i spent money on and how much yeah. i made well turbo technically, tells me technically i could buy uh vinyl records and write it off i mean oh yeah because we're making so much money on this show yeah i forgot and about so... that i haven't been writing off the, the records <laughs> You got to write off everything. Uh, cool. I just got back off the road. I was in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, big music Ooh. capital of the world, and uh, yeah, did a lot of uh, did a lot of, like cornholing and bowling and like basically like white trash Olympics. That was oh, basically yeah, what nice. I was doing. Just anything that you could do while holding a beer, I think, is is really. <laughs> is how that place stays alive. You know what I mean? It's the yeah. kind of place you just do whippets in the parking lot. I mean, that's that's the that's the excitement of the town. But uh, yeah, I've never been around so many white people in my life. It was too just, many. Yeah, it was me. a lot. It was a lot of white. It was a lot of white. <laughs> and uh, so speaking of white guys, let's bring in the rest of the crew. <laughs> Everybody give it up for Jeffrey Paul. Adam Holtz. In the building. Hello, in the building. Good to see you, buddy. Hey. Yeah. 
buddies, buddies with an S. So uh, you guys have a good week, rocking and rolling. Yeah, yeah. I was, Is there anything I was, vinyl-esque? I, I didn't get vinyl-esque, but it was rock and roll. I had uh, I was do? in Hartford for the weekend. I had a gig uh, at the uh, University of Hartford on okay. Friday night, and then wow. I stayed the weekend. And Saturday night, I went to go see Kiss. That's in amazing. Oh, cool. And well, it went because you know me and you had talked about this once. And you said you really you went you saw the end of the road tour. Yeah, it was great. And yeah, so I went and I was blown away, man. I never expected them to be that good. They were good, man. They were really good. The energy was great. The show was great. The set list yeah. was great. Very, very impressed. That is amazing. And I'm more amazed that a college would book you. Have they not seen your online racism and homophobia? So- I have no online racism or homophobia. I keep that internally. It's strictly for podcasts. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> They're going to look you up one day and be like, whoa, hey, hey. Yeah, they, 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 yeah. Yeah, and the kids, the kids like it. So, yeah. They, oh, do they? Yeah. I don't know. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Kiss is great. You know, it's like they're, they still got it and they're smart because they bring in like ringers, you know, for Ace Freely and Peter Chris. Those, those two guys were amazing. I don't know if it's the same guys, but it's the same guy. Yeah. Eric, yeah. uh, singer and, um, Tommy Thayer. They've been in the band for over 20 years. Yeah. They're great. And they were just, yeah. I mean, he sang Beth and it was sounded as yeah. good as, uh, yeah. you know, and he sang Black Diamond. Yeah. I don't know that one was, is that I another thought- ballad? No, no, no. That's what they kind of end with when he's up on the riser, you know, with the cat stuff. Oh, it's great. It's it's, it's right before the end of the, um, you know, right before this, the encores. Were they, were they still like on zip lines and stuff? Cause when I saw. Yeah, I remember you saying that. I was like, oh man, he's not going to do it. And then he comes, he goes, he goes on the zip line, just Paul. And he goes to another stage and he does um, Love Gun and I Was Made for Loving You. Nice. Did Gene, Uh did Gene get on a zip line? No, he could barely move. <laughs> I, he, so he was shit. on a zip line at the garden like three years really? ago. Yes, Gene. He, he was playing, so much. Shit. I swear to you, he was playing bass to like the, in the air to the left side of the arena. It was amazing. Wow! No, yeah. no, he, no. They both I, did it. They both cool. Did it. Yeah, I mean, it's like he looked terrified, but he was doing. <laughs> it. He it's also like, did that when I saw them when yeah. I was in high school. <laughs> Man, that's the thing. Everybody sees Kiss from, you know, it's like even when they die, they'll probably just replace, you know, Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. That's yeah, the they don't beauty. even have to do the, they don't even need holograms. They'll just put they don't, face paint on some other guys. It's really the, it's the most genius, you know, <laughs> thing ever, really. Because you could just like, because it keeps the youth involved, you know. Well, yeah. Speaking of you, no. what was great about it is that you had families there. You had you had like, little kids, you had teenagers, and people were, were dressed with the, the makeup and costumes. Yeah. It was just so much fun. It was such a great night out. Yeah. No, I, I was very excited to see Kiss when I saw them. And it was kind of a last-minute deal because I had a friend, this guy, Howie Dewey, that we all make fun of. <laughs> and uh, he was like, yeah, we'll get tickets. And I've said this story before. But I get tickets. And he was just like, and then he goes, I got a hookup. It's like, no, you don't, dude. So, of course, <laughs> the last minute, you know, there's no tickets. And then I just randomly got a phone call from the comic strip in New York City. And they were like, one guy that worked the door is like, hey, do you like Kiss? And I was like, what? Oh, he, goes, he goes, I have one ticket. I can't get anybody that, that wants to go see Kiss. And I was like, dude, I was so disappointed I wasn't going. And so I told went by myself yeah. phenomenal and uh i got to see him yeah after how we blew it i got to are see you him kidding yeah that was amazing. not pre-planned or anything it no just, it wasn't pre-planned i'm not gonna pre-plan shit. some dude calling me and like pretend that, that i'm just excited a weird coincidence <laughs> well no it's fate i meant to see kiss because i've said this story before when i was a kid you know my parents went through a religious phase we had to burn our kiss albums in a church parking lot so my brothers got to see kiss when my parents were out partying and then when my parents got religious i didn't get to see them so it was very exciting to finally see them and uh, it was everything i wanted it was great cool uh very cool uh we got any random buys today adam what'd you spend at the record store today what'd you got all right so um this past Friday was actually a great day for new releases. There was the new uh, Florence and the Machine, the new Kendrick Lamar, the new nice. uh, album, the debut album from The Smile, which is uh, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood's new project. Very cool. So I went there to try to pick that up. Um, they had none of those, but I did get. <clears throat> so I got uh, the best of Elvis Costello. Oh, there he is. Great album. And, and part of there the reason is. I got it was for that up there. Crazy Eddie. That little uh, Six, sticker nine. right there. Crazy Eddie. <laughs> did he go to prison? He did, right? He did. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or the the uh, 
Yeah, the actual, the real crazy Eddie, not the guy in the commercials. But oh, um, okay. oh, that was just oh, an actor, just an actor. Oh, yeah, funny. it'd be funny if they arrested him on accident, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what, that's what I didn't do anything. <laughs> I just did a non-union commercial. What's happening? <laughs> and then the stag uh, is getting crazy. <laughs> I got, I got this. This is an oddball one. This is a. Uh, um, it, it kind of reminds me of the Time Life uh, albums that came out, but this is called uh, the All Nighter. Looks like a uh, '80s Coke party on the cover. Oh my god, right that's terrible! <laughs> that is terrible. I love but, uh, it. But it, it's it's four albums, and uh, it's such an eclectic mix. I mean, on on one album you have "High on You," and then you have "Tears of a Clown." It, it's it, it's it's so all over the place between Motown, between uh, I mean, they got Quiet Riot, "Come On, Feel the Noise" on here. Um, yeah, you got Funky Town. You? You got Is that Survivor? Survivor, yeah. Oh wow! Way to crush it, Jeff. Right. <laughs> Anything you do, but, uh, Rocky, you got the beat. You got the BG. Jeff's gonna get, Jeff's gonna get it. <laughs> That's not Rocky. <laughs> no, but it's Survivor. It's you know, it's it's That's in right. the ball. It's in the it's in the parking lot of Rocky. And, yeah, it's right. They did two Rocky songs. <laughs> right. The reason they're successful is because of Rocky. <laughs> but yeah, this is a. Uh, I, I thought this was an interesting one, and I picked it up. That uh, is really cool. I like yeah, it. it's got yeah, it's, it's got cool, some cool, but... cool ones on it. I, I don't know what the story is behind it. There's not really much info on it. But uh, it did uh, did remind me of those Time Life commercials. Um, but uh, and then I got uh, Pat Benatar, Precious Time. Oh, you uh, sell out! You just pandering, yeah. to Jeff. You're pandering to Jeff, so he keeps you around. Hey, it was <laughs> it was five dollars. <laughs> I think they I paid you that. to take it. Right. Like here, dude, here's ten bucks. Can you take this? Yep. <laughs> the whole thing now, so. I think uh, I had yeah, that for yeah, a dollar. Just, I got it for a buck somewhere. They just went up in value, guys. <laughs> the yeah, Hall yeah. of Famer. I thought that I thought that didn't really matter. The Hall of Fame. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't those, matter. That's what, remember. That's what I remember. That's what I remember. It's just corporate nonsense. But now, it, oh, it now is. it matters because it's Pat. His Pat's involved. All right. Well, they finally made a right decision. Yeah. Eh, you know, I'm happy for it, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have my friend talk to you. He banged her. So anyway, um, <laughs> anybody I, uh, else sitting random by? Yeah. What do you I, got? Uh, what do you I got, went, Anthony? I went to a... Scooby-Doo? Uh, What'd you get? Yeah, I got the Scooby-Doo sample. <laughs> I, I, I went to like a sort of flea market thing and okay. I found a document by R.E.M. Oh, wow. oh, good one. Man. It's got the sticker on there. Wow, I don't like them very much. You don't? No, nah, they just they, they just got overplayed, man. I think they're an exceptional band, but they're just they got so overplayed. Which uh, what big songs are on that one? Uh, this has uh, "It's the End of the World" as ah, we know it. It's gotcha. the one I love. Um, yeah, finest work song. That's also interesting. On. I didn't take you for I didn't take you for an REM guy. Oh yeah, I love. Yeah, REM. I thought they were a little too uh, John Cougary for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's definitely an REM guy. No, but they they were so popular. Well, I mean, U two was cool at one point. I'm just saying, it's like people oh, yeah. a little overplayed, you know. I think REM stayed cool. I think so. All right. I, I guess like I don't did. know. <laughs> and they knew when to stop. Yeah, sort of. They did stop a little early, didn't they? Yeah. Well, mm. the, the drummer got a brain tumor, so that kind of like put. They it kept in. going. You can always put a drummer in there. Come on. Yeah, you slap a drummer, a drum machine yeah. on the album. But they were never the same. Never the same, though. <laughs> really, no, without they, the drummer, you think it was all about drums? I don't know. No, I think it was about cohesion. Dude, how many bands have switched? You just saw Kiss, dude. I mean, bands switch out. <laughs> Kiss, that's half, Kiss, that's half yeah, a band. Kiss, Kiss, you know they could switch out, but the Eagles couldn't do that. Zeppelin didn't do it after they lost John Bonham. Well, they just didn't do it. If they tried, they probably it's could. not the same. But they never band. tried, so that's that's a bad example because they never tried. They just were they were just heartbroken. No, it, like, that's different. I guess they did play with uh, Phil Collins, who did Zeppelin. Yeah, was that they would play with, or whatever? They play with his son, but and then they would only play like you know like one offs, like special they, shows. They, I remember they did uh, um, Atlantic Records' 40th anniversary, and Jason sat in, but they never went on tour again. Yeah, that's just a that's a band of brothers heartbroken oh, yeah, family thing. That's I like think that's yeah. the same thing with REM. Okay, well, they did. I'm just saying, you could put a drummer in there who's exceptional and it would probably work, but it's not about the cohesion would happen if a guy's good. It's, it's really all it is. And I mean, sometimes it is about that connection, and sometimes it's about a guy that can play his ass off. So, or a woman, whatever. But I think, uh, I don't know, they didn't try. 
Think about how many bands switched out musicians, you know, and then it works. Every band does that now. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's plenty of bands where you liked the later albums with the new guys. You know, I mean, later Kiss was great with that Eric dude. What was his name? The drummer. That's a great little documentary. But uh, Eric Singer? It, or Eric Carr? No. Carr. Eric Carr. That's the original uh, replacement. Right. But, the original um, replacement. There's <laughs> then they replaced the first him replacement. The first yeah. replacement. And then, and then he passed away and they got Eric Singer. Yeah. They got like they like Eric's. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, I didn't buy anything this week, so I just pulled whatever it was. I just pulled random shit off my uh my shelves. Uh we're going uh country with this stuff. I got a little Chris Christopherson. I don't know if I've covered this one before, I probably have, but uh this is a cool one. Jesus was a Capricorn. I don't know if you know, I don't know if you listen to much Chris Christopherson, probably one of the greatest songwriters of our time. Like he's written, you know, he wrote Bobby McGee and like he was, you know, did a lot of work with Waylon Jennings, Johnny Cash, and uh, just a great, you know, part of music. This guy, really good record. Just kind of Wasn't that. He one of the highwaymen? What's up? Wasn't he one of the highwaymen? He was. It was Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, uh, Merle Haggard. And Chris Christopherson. And Johnny and, uh, was Willie Nelson one of them? Yes, and Willie, sorry. Uh, and then this more country. This is uh, little George and Tammy Wynette. Little George Jones and Tammy Wynette. This is uh, good stuff here. Uh, I think one of the best country duos of all time. Mm. Um, they beat the crap out of each other, but they made good music. <laughs> they were married to each other? Yes, twice. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, it's one of those kind of deals. That's so weird when people get married again, and then you're just like, "Dude, <laughs> come on, man, really?" And then it doesn't work out the second time. It's just like, I mean, that's, that, that's I really that's, thought that second one. Yeah, right? I thought that was going to be the one. <laughs> I thought this was going to be it. You're like, didn't take the first time, but <laughs> yeah, I think people just. I think the guy just comes back in to get his stuff, and then he's just. <laughs> 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 we'll come in like you know just put some stuff in storage and then, and then see ya <laughs> alright I think that's what that's about when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply <laughs> uh very cool so last week we did love and hate records that we love records that move music records that don't move music that kind of that was kind of the the theme last week we did we started with hate and we had a hard time getting off of it we had you know so much dialogue with how much we hated the records we picked mm -hmm. uh this week we're gonna do uh we're gonna do love we're gonna do love we're, you know kind of pass our love albums around what we music that just really touches us and we love and whatever and then we'll do one uh, bonus hate with Jeff at the end. So let's start with Adam. What is your pick for the love album, baby? All right. So my album is um, actually a, a guy who was nominated for the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. He did not get picked in his first year. Well, you know, it's um, corporate nonsense. So anyway. Right. <laughs> but uh, it, one of uh, one of my all time favorite albums, uh, probably my my top 10, it's um I'm actually wearing the shirt of the artist here. Oh, it's, uh, Becky Beck. Oh, Beck. yeah. Beck Odelay. Oh, yeah. 96. And, I um, love it. Yeah. And this uh, <clears throat> this album, I uh, I first listened to this in, uh, I think it was my uh, summer of uh, right after freshman year of college is when it came out. And um, this this CD was in my uh, in my car. All, I was just listening to it nonstop. It was uh, it was something completely different. At the time, I felt it was uh, it was so inventive. It was uh, it, it just it, it it was very inspiring. I think it held so many possibilities. I mean, you know, prior to Odelay, Beck kind of had um, the uh, he kind of had uh, this kind of slacker tag attached to him. Um, and his his I actually today I just went back and listened to Mellow Gold after listening to Odelay over and over, and it, it has. Um, uh, it, it's very raw. It's very uh, um, kind of freak folk, and you could you could tell. I mean, freak other folk, than I love that freak folk, yeah. And uh, 
Um, there's a bit of, uh, you know, there's some Kurt Cobain in it a little bit. And it, it's just such a completely different album. Uh, Odele changes it. I mean, it hooks up with uh, the Dust Brothers to produce. He goes more into the hip hop direction and everything is more polished. Everything just comes together. His, his, uh, um, you know, his kind of like nonsensical lyrics take on a completely different meaning. Um, the album just feels, it feels genreless. There's, there's, uh, you know, there's, there's a bit of the sixties, seventies and eighties in there. eighties hip hop. You have uh, a lot of country in there. You have, um, um, you have some noise rock, like in songs like, like minus, which sounds just like a kind of a sonic youth song. You have, um, uh, you know, you have, uh, uh, Boston Nova, you have, all, you have such like an eclectic mix. It's almost like, a a flea market. It's like very ramshackle, the whole thing. And, uh, I just think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a brilliant album. It, every time I think of it, I always think of, this is the definition of alternative music, this album. Um, and I mean, it's like, you know, stuff, stuff like where it's at, um, two turntables and a microphone, yeah. <laughs> just, it, it's just like almost like a trip hop kind of masterpiece devil's haircut. Um, it, it, it's so strange to think that devil's haircut, um, <clears throat> new pollution where it's at were all mainstream hits that mainstream radio would play those songs and each song sounds so completely different but um you know you have uh at, at the same time this is kind of a blueprint for beck and where beck would go you know songs on here like a song like uh um jackass sounds like a song that would have been on sea change um you had uh um yeah new um Oh, what was the song here? Uh, Novocaine could have been on, um, or high, Novocaine or High Five Rock the Catskills could have been on uh, Midnight Vultures. But uh, overall, I mean, this was, you know, one, especially one of my favorite albums of the 90s, an album that just feels absolutely timeless today. And uh, I think um, I, I kind of go back and forth whether this is Beck's best album. I mean, this is the album that uh, really got me into Beck, but I, I'd probably go between this or. Um, uh, Midnight Vultures is as my favorite of his. Um, yeah, incredible album. Is it? Uh, is that the one with uh, Perador on it? Is that Yo Soy Un Perador? Oh. I'm uh, that's, 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 uh, that's uh, Mellow Gold. Oh, Mellow Gold. Mellow Gold. Okay. That's that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think when Beck came out, it was like you know, it was just it was so refreshing. It was some right. somebody you know we've never really. It's like it was kind of Bowie. It was kind. Of, I like the folk freak thing. Like yeah, it was a little bit of everything. And uh, yeah, he was definitely somebody that was pushing it and just doing something different. We really hadn't heard that stuff. Yeah. Especially with a lot of the grunge stuff sounded similar, whereas like this really didn't sound like anything. You know. Yeah, and I think there was a I think there was a playfulness in it that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. You know, we were just coming off of grunge and post grunge, and yeah. I think this really was something that was, like you said, something that was refreshing. Yeah. Um, it is. Uh, and I mean, he was able to make sampling work, sampling, especially with, um, uh, you know, his rock and folk and his his combination, and uh, you know, it really helped that uh, he had the Dust Brothers there as producers, and they were coming off of, um, you know, working with the Beastie Boys, working with Young MC. I mean, they were they had done Paul's Boutique, which a lot of people compare this to yeah yeah masterpiece yeah yeah no he's great how do you feel about beck jeff i could never tell um, i'm kind of indifferent towards beck i can take him or leave him um i, 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 I like songs with like hooks and guitars and stuff he's got that you know, he's got beck, all that yeah yeah we don't really uh deliver that. hooks and guitars Are you kidding me nah, not really yes I he mean, does no adam does he have uh, hooking guitars yeah <laughs> I was, I, I'm trying yeah. to see like uh, I mean like the songs that you mentioned on there you know uh, where is that I, I kind of like I did like Devil's Haircut um, I mean I, I mean it was just again I could take him or leave him I mean I, it, it's just like not my thing I, I wasn't really into like slacker rock either so all rock is slacker rock. It's all like, rock is not slacker. Yes, Sabbath is. is not slacker Nobody's rock. Nobody wants to have a job. That's why they pick up a guitar. It's <laughs> not slacker rock. It's all slacker rock. All of Sabbath it. Sabbath is not they all sleep, they, it is I not slacker I guarantee at one point they were slacker rock. They were sleeping on no. somebody's mom's couch. That doesn't make I it slacker rock. It make yes, they were. They're all like unemployed music. kids. That's what, that's what rock and roll is. Right, Anthony? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's what it is. Right. I think so. 
<laughs> that's what you do. You know, mm. you don't want a real job. That's slacker. And then you turn out I mean, you're good every at Every rock is slacker rock. Everybody except Gene Simmons, who's like a mastermind business guy. Everybody else pretty <laughs> yeah, much. But they struggled for years too. Yeah. Well, okay. They're slacker too then. How about that? <laughs> Kiss would never sleep on a couch. That's they true. Did. They, <laughs> they did. might have. They might have. Yeah. They were one album away from getting cut. Yeah, and Gene probably sold that couch for a whole lot of money. This is the couch that Kiss slept on. Three million dollars, I guarantee you, at some point. <laughs> sold that couch. Um, you you like Beck, right, Anthony? You seem I like do. I like Beck alley. a lot. And yeah, uh, you do. I, I, I love that album. I, I loved it when it came out. I still listen to it. Still, it's it's still getting regular play for me. That's a big deal, you know. If he only knew that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tweet at him. <laughs> you know, Kaffer's he's still spinning your disc, bro. <laughs> so, if you're having a and bad I, day, I, uh, just know that. Uh, yeah, I also like, yeah, uh, Odele and uh, uh, Midnight Vultures are also my my two favorite. Just like Adams. Yeah, it's it's a good album. I just it was, you know, exciting music in the nineties. And I I mean, what are the odds of Adam pulling something from the nineties? But right. <laughs> <laughs> Adam loves his nineties music. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh that's good. that should just be a show. Uh Adam's nineties music. Yeah. Um, well, I, I actually had an album from the two thousands and I pulled an audible and decided to go with this instead. Well, what was your other one? That's okay. We'll let you we'll let you briefly do that one. I'm trying to fill some time here. What do you got? Um I was going to do Radiohead Kid A. Of course you oh, were. Right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Does that have creep on it? Because that's how most of us identify with Radiohead. No. No, no. That no, was, uh, that, that was, uh, this was their post uh, OK Computer album. Okay. Very cool. No, it's cool. You like that kind of depressing goth alternative cool. Yeah. yeah whatever. We, we know what At you least- are and we love it. You're always on watch. We want to make sure you're okay. We I mean, this this food. might be the least depressing album I've brought up. <laughs> <laughs> we hide the razors at Adam's house right. because we the music he yeah. listens to. Oh, it's a party <laughs> album. Totally oh, yeah. is a party album. Yeah. And especially Midnight Vultures, which is uh, really a party album. I mean, it's very much a uh, his take on Prince. Yeah. I heard that uh, the song Deborah, which is the closer on Midnight Vultures, was yep. first recorded during the Odelay sessions. Like it, it didn't make, I don't know if that recording is the one, but it was a, apparently a song that was written and uh, not included on Odelay. Yeah. It's got Very one of the cool. best opening lines, too. I met her in <laughs> JCPenney. <laughs> nice. Well, guys, speaking of Prince, uh, my favorite is <laughs> 99, everybody. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> um, this album uh, basically changed kind of my mind and my life far as like I was, I was in junior high and, uh, you know, there was this guy that people were talking about and uh, he we, we didn't know. It's like, is he kind of trans? Is he he's got the, he's got the makeup. He's got the thing. Is he a little person? We don't know. But this guy, could, <laughs> this guy could play. And it was like I remember hearing this uh, cassette tape for the first time. And it really was something else. Um, 1999 is, you know, I th- believe it's the fifth album. And that's that's what I love about certain artists that hit after they've kind of paid some dues. I always feel they're better artists than artists who come out of the gate. You know, there's a few, obviously, some incredible exceptions of artists who came out of the gate with these like successful albums. But somebody like Prince was just he was just a mad scientist in making music. And, uh, you know, he just made all these albums. I believe the album Controversy was before this one, which is a pretty decent album it got you know has some good songs on it but this was kind of his hit album um you know the first song you know 1999 we all you know we we can't get away from that song you know it's kind of about the apocalypse or the end of the world you know and it's like what's going to happen we're all going to die what's going on and he but it's such an upbeat song about such yeah, party a party over topic. oops at a time <laughs> yeah it's like a, it's like upbeat but it's like you know we're all dancing to it at a, at a wedding like it's just this <laughs> feel good song <laughs> but it's kind of it has dark lyrics and stuff and this is an original um release nice. uh, it's got the nice. uh, Got the nice prints, you know, inlays of uh, cool. prints oh, nice. on guitar, <laughs> and then Anthony's favorite prints with no shirt on. 
<laughs> so, and uh, yeah, this, I mean, this is it looks like Anthony with no shirt on. <laughs> you know, Anthony looks pretty oh, good with no stop. shirt on. I want you to know he's he's got some abs. Uh, it's from not eating, but he's still got them. And, um, uh, yeah, this this song this album is amazing. It's a little red Corvette. I remember Great that song. song oh, yeah. That song I didn't realize it was about sex. And then you're just like, you know, because I was my my brain, I was young, but I was trying to figure things out. And then it was like, oh, pocket full of Trojans. I know what that is. <laughs> so, <laughs> like little things started clicking because I think a lot of us, a lot of our sexuality, at least for my generation, kind of it was introduced through Prince. You know, we were like he was like he made sex like this interesting, wild thing, as you know, as opposed to something that was bad. Like he embraced it, you know, and he was like this guy that like, you know had songs that really kind of talked about it and banging chicks and having fun and enjoying your sexuality. And so I love, and delirious, I think is a great song. Mm, um, yeah. You know, <laughs> all this is good side too. This is a four, a double album. So it's got like, you know, four sides to it. And it's funny cause the, the side one is just like three songs. And so, but they're all kind of, you know, longer songs. So get away with it. But uh, I love this album. Um, I feel like, you know, this is the first time that uh, the revolution was a band with him. And so, and you know, I feel like that this is the first time they played all together. They were, you know, they had like pieces of the revolution was coming together on certain albums, but the entire band, which we know as the revolution, who I saw <laughs> in Manhattan about two years ago, I saw the revolution uh, play and they had like a, a guy that kind of filled in for Prince and he was phenomenal. But uh, if you ever get a chance, the revolution as a band yep. is they're still touring and they're fantastic. They're so good to watch. Um, but yeah, I love this album. I think it just, uh, you know, it's, it's Prince becoming the genius and, uh, you know, it's right before purple rain. And this is the album that, um, when they were writing purple rain and the producing it and whatever, this is the, this is the only thing that, uh, one of the producers that had to go off of. And so, you know, then they wrote those songs, purple rain is all that stuff. But, uh, lady cab driver's great. Um, international lover. This is a great album. Uh, big part of my childhood. And, uh, Jeff, what do you think about this album? Um, it's the album that brought me into, to print. It really got me into Prince. Uh, you mentioned little red Corvette. I mean, I think I'm trying to think if there's a song I like better. Yeah, by Prince. So I mean, I love it. It's so good. It, the open, I mean, it's great. The video of it was great. That little aside dance thing that he does, he does it so casually, which is just so smooth and cool. Um, I thought the song 1999 was great. The lyric, all three different songs, they're all, they're all great. Those are all the, that was that really hooked me into Prince and I was a fan ever since, but definitely that's, it's a, it's a great album. And I, I still think that single is, is still holds up and is great. Yeah, I mean, I love I mean it. Prince, love it. this album is it's one of the few albums that I like that uses a lot of heavy synthesizers and stuff and like, you know, sound effects and different things. And, you know, it's like they it's like they did just enough. You know what I mean? Because there was so much of that synth sound that was happening in the 80s that I don't like. And I feel like with this and then obviously with Prince on guitar is, you know, going to just blow everything the way it should be. But but I feel like, you know it's instead of just relying heavy on the synth they did just enough and like i don't know the beginning of little red corvette is great it's like ching, 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 ching. it's like this kind of it's like moody. build yeah it's very it's moody, moody. if someone's trying to look up and i was trying to remember do you remember the guy in the video the, he was always referred to as the guy with the chinese headband yeah he was there i saw him he was really he's still yeah, who, yeah. Who, I, what is his name is that uh, Des Dickerson? It could be. Um, and on another show they did, we had the guy who played bass in the time, and he referred to that guy. And he said that guy was also a genius and great yeah. and just such a phenomenal musician. But I'm trying to, I can't remember his name offhand. I thought it was Des Dickerson. I could be wrong. We'll go with DD. Uh, Anthony. Uh, you know, I don't know if I ever. Listen to this album all the way through. It's really I good. like the I like the uh you know the known the known songs from it, nineteen ninety nine. Uh um what's the other Little Red Corvette. Little Red Corvette. Um so I, I, I know I know those at least. Yeah, well we like were together it. in my living room when Prince died. Remember that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It was a big deal. It was shocking. It was almost like how it felt when when I heard about Bowie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very traumatic. I was like, you a, just don't expect it. 
Well, you just feel music, you know, it's like the day the music died kind yeah. of thing, you know, it's yeah. like certain when certain people go, it's like, oh, you're never going to have that again. And I never got to see him live, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, very cool. Adam. Well, you know, I was actually in Vegas when Bowie died in Vegas, when Prince died in Vegas, when Chris Cornell died. Oh, my Stop God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do tribute karaoke? Because I know how you are. So. <laughs> 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 Drunken right. Adam karaoke right. is one of the greatest things of all time. Gonna, it's, uh, oh, there's, do... there's plenty of it. <laughs> yeah, very um, cool. So, uh, yeah, just uh, just like Anthony, I'm not sure if I've listened to 99 all the way through. Um, you know, there's I, so with Prince, I, I didn't really get into Prince until around like the 2000s. Um, wow. I think in the uh, the 80s, I was a little bit too young for print i was i was listening more to michael jackson um whereas you know i i didn't have uh, i'm the oldest uh of my brothers so i didn't have an older sibling who would have been listening it, it seemed like a lot of my friends who listened to prince had older siblings that were listening to prince um but uh but i i got into him in the 2000s i got to see him in concert i, I thought it, it was mind-blowing seeing him live um i saw the revolution live also in manhattan i think um it was at webster hall Okay. Uh, they put on. I thought they put on a great show too. Yeah, they were so good. I saw them at Sony Theater or something. I forget what. Yeah. It was. That's a good theater too. From that, both yeah. small places. Yeah. But very um, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, who did you just? Uh, I, I'm so getting old. Did somebody, who did their? <laughs> who did their favorite <laughs> album? Did we already do one favorite album, or did I open it up? Oh, you did. You oh, did. Yeah, you did. That's right. Yeah. Okay, uh, Anthony, what do you got? All right. Um, this is old. an album. It's oh. getting old. This is a. It's a reissue, but uh, boo! I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this is Surfer Rosa by the Pixies. Nice. All right, let's cover it up. Um, <laughs> what is that price tag? How much? No, there's the price tag is on oh. it, but uh, there's some some uh, nudity. Oh yeah, I had that poster okay, in right. my uh, dorm room. <laughs> Oh yeah, with the hot girl. Yeah, I had yep. that. It was in my dorm room. Yeah, I got in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if we're talking about uh, albums that we love that, uh, you know, kind of changed music for the better or whatever. I think that that was a pretty influential album. Uh, I mean, it's a great album on its own, but then it also influenced. Uh, what are know, big, bands, bands what are like big songs on there that you like? Uh, it's got um, "Where's My Mind" on that one. Um, yeah. Gigantic, which Kim Deal sings. Nice. Um, and Steve Albini produced produced the album. And I, he's one of my favorite producers. I, I was reading that for um, uh, Gigantic, he had Kim Deal record the vocals in the bathroom of the studio. Oh, wow. Because he liked the acoustics better. So, um, but yeah, you know, I don't, they didn't invent the quiet, loud dynamic, but uh, their, their take on it was... Uh, it definitely influenced like everything in the 90s. Mm -hmm. This is uh, 1988. So by 91, everyone was trying to sound like the Pixies. Yeah, they're great. You know, I've shared this before, but we're, we're repetitive on the show. But uh, yeah, that concert, I saw the, the Pixies at the Roxy and, you know, it was such a such an amazing concert. I still think about how amazing it was. And my father, you know, he asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, let's go to the Pixies. And like he's, he was in the top balcony drinking crowns and i was moshing with the pixie crowd nice. downstairs and he's like boy are you all right you know <laughs> it's crazy down there i'm gonna stay up here i'll get hurt you know so, so funny but uh, yeah they're such a good band man it's like um i think they're one of those bands that you just you know you know something about music if you you know mention the pixies i know jeff's gonna disagree but I feel like they're one of those bands that uh, the connoisseurs of rock, if you will, are going to basically, you know, are always going to talk about the Pixies. Jeff, yeah. tell us. I know it's I know what it's going to be. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big <laughs> Pixies fan. I was going to go see them, too. And uh, I think they can, I don't know if I might well, change I, your mind I, if you saw them live. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. that's why I was going. Plus, they uh, they were opening for Weezer. OK. And yeah, I wow. missed that. Um but, they definitely uh, yeah. inspired 
Weezer for sure. Yeah, I mean, again, just a band that, like, again, when they came out, the stuff that I was into was harder. I was more into industrial. I, you know, I wasn't. Were I wasn't you listening to Ministry when, when, <laughs> I, I mean, if I was, I was listening to, I think at Bow that House. time, like Nine Inch Nails and Sisters of Conformity, and yeah, I was listening to all that but stuff. But you like John Mellencamp? I don't understand. <laughs> I love John Mellencamp, but Mellencamp, I like. He was an '80s guy. Yeah. If you really give them a chance, that's what I wonder. Because sometimes I wonder, like a lot of times I won't like a band and it's like, did I really give them a chance? You know what I mean? Like, have you really, honestly, have you really given the Pixies a chance? Like how many, how many songs would you say you've actually really heard? Well, what I've heard of actually thought they were okay. Uh, you okay. know, but I'm not, I mean, what was that song? Like, he, he, there goes my girl or something. The, yeah. uh, here, here comes your man. man. Here comes your man. <laughs> that was a song I liked. It's a popular song. Yeah, it was kind right. of one of their bigger hits. But yeah. But yeah. Right, right, right. yeah. Doolittle is a good album. Yeah. Doolittle's yeah. great. Mm. That's good. I get it, but I respect it. I, I sort of. Um, Adam, <laughs> I tell you're a big Pixie fan. Yeah, I, I actually I, I did see them on the uh, the Weezer tour, opening for Weezer at uh, oh, you did MSG. See it. Yeah. How was they, it? How uh, was it? I mean, I thought they were great, but this is also. I think this was 20, 2018, right? Right yeah. around there, 2017, 2018. So Kim Deal wasn't 2019. in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kim Deal wasn't in the band anymore, but um, mm. I did see them around the reunion 2004. I've seen them a bunch of times. I saw them on the Doolittle tour when they were uh, uh, doing the Doolittle anniversary tour, which was just, especially seeing them at the Wellmont in um, uh, Montclair, absolutely incredible in such a small place. Um, I, I prefer I prefer Doolittle to Surfer Rosa, but Surfer Rosa's got some great songs. Uh, Bone Machine, Gigantic, Where's My Mind, Cactus. And if you want a really good cover of Cactus, check out uh, Bowie's cover of it oh, on yeah, uh, Heathen. It's a really, yeah, really yeah. good one. Oh, so Bowie covered Pixies? Yep. Hmm, how, how do you feel about that, uh, Jeff? I mean, that tells you something. You think Bowie's just going to cover just anybody? Yes, he covered the doors. <laughs> he did do knock on wood. He did, he he did, did it, Alabama which is a disco song. song. <laughs> yeah, awfully. <laughs> oh, I love that song. I love his cover of knock on wood. Uh, I get it. I get it. He's not, they're not for everyone. They're good, though. All right, Jeff. We're going to get a whole lot of Jeff here in a minute. Uh, so Jeff, do your love and then do your hate. Okay, so I, mean, I took this as... Um, music and albums that kind of changed music and pushed mu music forward. So I, I mean, I, I kind of go immediately. Like, what's the first thing that pops into my head when that's the assignment. And I think the first album that popped into my head was what changed music and move it forward. For me, it was Pink Floyd's dark side of the moon, yep. uh, 1973, uh, an album that they originally wanted to call eclipse, but another band called medicine head had just released an album also called dark side of the moon. So, uh, well, actually, they, they, they released Eclipse. it called Eclipse, right? So they stuck with Dark Side of the Moon. Um, this is a concept album, super polished, uh, produced by, you know, Alan Parsons, very progressive, uh, influenced bands like Radiohead and all the, you know, the, the stuff that you guys like. Um, commercially, <laughs> sick album, sold over 45 million albums worldwide, um, had the record for, for Billboard charts uh, over 937 weeks on the Billboard Top 200. Um, this album, though, musically, takes the band from being like a Sid Barrett experimental band to really a, a Roger Waters, David Gilmore, top tier rock act. Um, every song is really written by Roger Waters. It just, it be, you know, when they say who is pink, it's, it's Roger Waters. Um, I think the way that Alan Parsons and Chris Thomas produced this album really makes it one of those albums that you have to hear with headphones. You know, it, you know, it, it really like it goes side to side. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It enhances and it kind of feels yeah. like every song you listen to takes you on a journey, like a song like money. It's, you know, the, it's a journey. It's a song about wealth. A uh, great gig in the sky uh, is about death. Um, brain damage going crazy. You know, it's a, a homage to, um, to Sid Barrett. And then a song like time is about wasting your existence. You know, it, it, they're, they're such deep songs and the 
crazy. The crazy thing about this album is not only how technically good it is, not how great the songs are written, that they wrote them when they were in their 20s. I mean, I do just the brilliant brilliance of Roger and, Waters and, and good songs David in his late 30s. <laughs> I, now, I mean, it's yeah, just so it's impressive. Great. This is an impressive album. And I think it's probably the uh, the best produced album of all time. Mm-hmm. Like it's the way they intertwine with, you know, the sound effects and the, the chorus and different, you know, the stuff. It's it's really good. Um, I remember I first heard it. Um, I had a friend who was uh, his brother was a pothead and he was just like, you know, you got to listen. You got to listen to this. I didn't know what it was. And I put on the headphones and I remember it just like being this amazing experience for me. But uh, yeah, I have, I own it. It's a, a original release. It's like an early print. So it's like probably my pride possession other than the Beatles. That's a great, but it's, great. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's, it, I had to have it. I was like, I got to spend the money to have mm-hmm. this album and have it on vinyl. It's to me, it's the top five vinyl albums to have. Like you uh, 100%. Have, if you're going to be the vinyl collector, Dark Side of the Moon has to be in your collection, whether it's reissue or not, it doesn't matter, but mm-hmm. it needs to, you need to, you need to own it. It's such a great album. All right. I'll order it. <laughs> you should. I'll tell you though, you, you, you said you thought it was one of the, the best album ever produced. I was on the fence with picking uh, Pet Sounds. Oh, I just Pet thought Sounds this, is great. I just thought this was a deeper album. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's not like which is better. It's like which kind of moved you more. I feel is like what what I wanted from this. Like you love it. It moved music forward, but at the same time, you love it. So yeah. really, I think they it, both did equally. Yeah, it's just about. But it seems like you're more of a Pink Floyd guy in the in the in your soul probably than you know Beach Boys or whatever. Love them both, man. Yeah. I, I, Brian Wilson is in my top five songwriters of all time. I don't like a lot of Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. I think Pet Sounds is great. I can't do a lot of the surfing USA kind of stuff. Um, it's just not. It's not really something I enjoy listening to. It reminds me. It feels so dated to me. Like whereas Pink Floyd doesn't feel dated at all. Like it could be a band that just came out today. That's that's how advanced that they were. Whereas I feel like the Beach Boys, even that was a lot of kind of what was happening in that era. Whereas I feel, you know, Pink Floyd is timeless. It really is. I mean, even if you watch The Wall and like in, you listen to The Wall and what it's like, all that just feels it doesn't feel like it's of a certain time. It's just like yeah. this amazing music that moves you. Uh, Adam, how do you feel? Uh, so I first heard Dark Side in uh, I think it was my freshman year of college. And I. um instantly i was hooked i went out i bought every pink floyd album i could buy i uh and i i one of my biggest regrets is they were touring pulse at the time and i missed it i figured i figured hey pink floyd's gonna come back around and that was that was it i mean i've seen waters do dark side of the moon um i've seen him do uh him on the in the flesh tour um very jealous also and uh i I mean seeing him do dark side of the moon one of the greatest concerts i've ever been to um, it, it's definitely in my top top five albums of all time. I, I, I think I put it number three, and um, it, it is the epitome of a headphone album. I mean, yeah. it's you put that album on, you have to listen to it front to back. There's no no skipping around on it. Yeah. But um, but also it um, um, I it, it's an album too that I went and got the sheet music and started playing that on the piano. I it's oh, it, wow. one of uh, it's just one of my all time favorite albums. And, and just like you guys said, it's timeless. Yeah, it's just so cool. Uh, Anthony, how do you feel about this album? It's uh, I like it. It's my favorite. It's my favorite Pink Floyd album. Um, first, I remember reading about it when I was like eleven in like Hit Parader magazine or Hit Parader. Nice. And uh, <laughs> it was I. I read that you know that 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 the album matches up with uh, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, that's the big so I, thing. Yeah, so, yeah. So I was like 11, so I asked my mom to buy the CD <laughs> so that we could do it at home. Did it work? No. Well, some <laughs> parts seemed like it did, but we. So I knew you had to play it twice. So I had my CD boombox thing. <laughs> and I programmed the song so it would play twice, yeah. but it would it would put little gaps in between oh, that's tracks. So funny. So I think definitely so by the time it was repeating at the end of the movie. It was like seconds off yeah. from 
what I'm going to try to it. I've never done it. I've always wanted to. That's one of those I, things. Yeah. I don't know if I ever did it proper. Mm, yeah. But. They unfortunately kind of became this kind of um, weed band for that particular album, I guess, was kind of became this like weed album. But uh, yeah, they're. Yeah, I've always thought that was so album. funny. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's a great album. And I at the cover, the artwork, mm-hmm. everything is perfect. Like it's just, you know, it, it it's just great. And uh, Money, I love that song. And I love it. And the use of sound effects. I feel the only other band that really did that as well, like The Doors did a good job with that. Like there's certain bands that like added a little nuance with it and it mm-hmm. worked and it wasn't too much. Like I really, because I hadn't heard anything like that until Pink Floyd's uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Very cool. You know, surprisingly, it's not my favorite Pink Floyd album. It's Wish What's You Were Here is my favorite Wish album. Which is a okay. great album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to I wanna explore more albums. I mean, what do they have, like 10 albums or something? They seem to have quite a few albums, right? Well, I'm not really a big it's, fan of the early stuff. I wasn't a fan of metal or Amagama. Cool. I don't like that experimental. The later or, stuff's pretty cool, though, right? The later stuff is good. Like uh, Momentary Lapse of Reason is still yeah. a great, great album. What's the one with the two heads, the two like... Division oh, Bell. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a good one. That's a great album. Yeah, I don't love the wall. Okay, it's it. so played out. But if you really do listen to it, it's still a great, great album. Anthony, hey, if you don't like the wall, you can't have your pudding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, hit hit us. What do you got? What do you? Uh, th- uh, uh, this was tough because there's so many albums that disappointed me. But th- <laughs> <laughs> you were just but going th- down the list of ones I picked yeah. for the show. Just anything that Anthony likes. Just pick one of those. But okay, but I'm gonna. Go, but this one like really stood out to me because of just a band that missed the mark that could have really been something. And it was the third Boston album, Third Stage. Um, the reason why I say it is because they come out with maybe one of the best debut albums of all time. Every song on it is on the radio. Everything is a hit there. They have one of the best lead singers, uh, great guitars, really tight band. And they followed up with Don't Look Back. And then they take eight years off to produce this shit. And what, what, what was bad about it is like, by the time they came back, nobody gave a shit about um, Boston anymore. They had released um, Don't Look Back in the 70s. It's now the 80s. Music has changed. The sound has changed. You know, there are synthesizers, there's MIDI. And they use none of that on this album. So it has the sound of a 70s album in the 80s. Um, it has one of the... They also wind up losing more than half the band. It's, the album is really basically Tom Schultz, who, you know, the MIT genius, great guitarist, and Brad Delp, great singer. And they used a drum machine for most of it. And they brought in a, a you know, a session drummer uh, to, to play on some of the tracks. I hate the single, although it was their, their highest charting single, Amanda. I thought it was such like a... Ugh. Such a just a mushy, terrible, uh, like ballady love song. I hated that song. Um, cool the engines. Um, we're ready. Um, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't a fan of, of this album at all. Um, yeah. So I, I, you know, when you talk about music, you know, and and records that set back a band, I thought this really set them back. This should have been released so much earlier. They, they, they kind of like, they kept wanting to release it. And then something would happen. The, the, the studio would flood. There was always something like it was just like it was cursed and it was meant not to be. And then because they're on MCA and they have to pay, you know, uh, they have to live up to the contract. They released this. And I didn't think this was a good album at all. Really? I think this is their best album. I think this no, album. Yes, I do. I think this album is better wow. than their first two albums. I really oh, do. No. I think Amanda oh, is their best song. I think it's like I think it's amazing. I love Amanda. How do you not like Amanda? Amanda. Eat it. It's such a it's great a bathroom song in the, in no, the concert. This is so much better than all that <laughs> other stuff they were doing before. I feel like they found their sound with this album. I feel like it was. Oh, man. I think that first <laughs> album is so strong. What do you, Anthony, what do you think? I love it too. It's the first one I heard. So that's a killing me. <laughs> I think this a is a conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys got together and said, no matter what the fuck he picks, we're going to love this piece of shit. We would never do that to you. You guys have such such good palettes. This is what you're going to say is a great album. It's a great album. Even every song, front to back. 
Every song yeah. is great. Holly Ann is such a good song. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda. Yeah, yeah. I told everybody to say we loved it, no matter what you picked. <laughs> yeah. I never heard this album before. My yeah, life. Neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> I go, no matter what Jeff picks, just say we loved it. Yeah. <laughs> you were all yeah, pretty you, quick. Dustin, you played it off better than Anthony. Yeah, you know, Anthony, I mean, Anthony's not going to listen to Boston. That's not No, Anthony's not listening to Boston. Yeah. I, had, to uh, I had the other one uh, with more than a feeling. That was Boston. That's the first one. I had yeah. that one. I don't know if I got it for free or if it was a dollar, but <laughs> I recognized the one song and I was like, all right, why not? I'll, you know, I was like 19. I was like, I, I need a record collection. So this one's a dollar. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, well, to be, to be honest, to go back, um, I did, I did have this cassette. Um, I think it came out when uh, I was in high school and stuff. And I feel like, um, I didn't really listen to Boston much. And then this song was a big hit, Amanda. And so it was like, you know, it was like, I think they did okay far as like, you know, it was a, it was a hit, you know, that's like, I think they, this album did pretty well. So I think there was a lot of radio play with this album, um, you know, and I feel like obviously you go back, the music's better. And uh, I still love the idea that nobody knows what Boston looks like. And I, I always thought that was cool where you just, you know. Wait, were, you don't know what they look like? No, but it's like every album cover. It's like Molly Hatchet oh. or something. It was always oh, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you didn't know what they look like. You know? Spaceships it's, or whatever. Yeah, it's like is. Tool. Like, you don't, yeah, like, yeah. I was hanging out with the guy from Tool. I had no idea because I didn't know what he looked like. <laughs> oh, Maynard? You didn't know? Yeah, yeah okay. I was hanging out with him. I had no idea because I was just always like, you know. <laughs> He's <laughs> so just some dude. <laughs> He's just some dude. I was like, this guy, you know. But, but uh, no, I, you know, but I did like this. I did like this album. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm not saying it's the best one, obviously, but I did crank up Amanda a thousand times on my little Suzuki Samurai with my cassette tape of this album. And Driving and crying. I, I just I loved it. You know, <laughs> I thought this is uh, Amanda was I don't know. That song was always on the radio. Uh, what was it? Uh, there was another good song on here. Was it? Uh, cool, the, cool the engines was the other big hit. Cool the engines, yeah, yeah. that was it. We're ready, I think was on. Is that, Damn, it sound like a good song. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've never liked yeah. the song. Anthony, called you don't think cool you like a song called Cool the Engines? No. Yeah, about no. about corporate greed, man. About to be a man, to be a man. That's a good one. Mm. On there. No. Be a man. I mean, yeah, it sounds maybe better than uh, Cool the Engines, but not great. I didn't yeah. like cool the engines. What was the last song? Holly Ann or something? Holly Ann. Holly Ann stunk. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Boston. Adam, how do you genuinely feel? You haven't heard this album, right, Adam? No, I, I haven't heard it. Um, but every time I think Boston, I always think more than a feeling. And I, I always think of their cover art because, like you said, I mean yeah. every single every single uh cover looks like an Atari video game cover. Yeah. Oh, I always thought yeah. it looked Spaceship. I love the yeah, spaceship. Nice. I always thought it looked really cool, but I'm looking well, at Apple Music. Spaceship was a guitar also. Yeah. I just saw some kind of meme oh, yeah, that, that pointed yeah. that out. I, I never realized. Well, ELO was very similar with their album cover. Yes. I felt like you just, you know, very similar thing they had going on, you know, but that was the thing. The 70s is all about the music, you know, it's like nobody, you know, it was about artwork and the music. Like, no, it wasn't about what they look like because there's no MTV, you know. Oh, yeah. I feel like the band Asia was like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I had the, I got that for a dollar. Sim, similar artwork. But they were the first super a lot of those band bands. Band. Yeah. Toto and Asia. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I kind of like that. I like the idea of just, I think we should, uh, yeah, I'm going to go under a, uh, like a fake name and just like be a comedian and you just, you don't know what I look like. <laughs> you just see the album art. <laughs> like the unknown that, yeah. comic, but just release an album of just like, you know, artwork. Oh yeah, and you're just you perform. You could do that now, just putting Instagram reels where you yeah. use a filter to hide your face instead right. of text doing me later, Anthony. We're a... gonna do it. We got a project. We got a, <laughs> we got a project. Yeah, <laughs> but you, you hadn't heard of Amanda, Adam. You hadn't heard that song, Amanda. You know, I, I know I've heard it. I just yeah. can't. I can't place it right now. Uh, Solid I, song. I man. feel. I feel like it's one that might be a guilty pleasure song. Yeah, it's all guilty pleasure. Yeah. I mean, more than a feeling is kind of like feel goody. You know, that's a great song, but it's also like, you know, it's just it's I don't I don't expect much from Boston. Yeah. I mean, looking no. at Apple Music right now, their top songs are pretty much every song off their first album. And then at the very the very last thing is Amanda. Yeah. See, but it was their only number one. It was uh, Amanda. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, it's because the public liked it doesn't make it good. 
Uh, yeah, and you like uh, that's what we've been trying to tell you about Pat Benatar. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, you see, I don't know how you guys don't like Pat Benatar. I like her. I'm sorry, like she's Pat really Benatar. good. Anthony likes her more than me. Yeah. I saw her live. He saw she her live, great. dude. He, he caught her panties. On purpose. He, like, <laughs> he like threw panties out and he caught them. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, this was fun. There was uh, so yeah, we got some love, a little bit of hate at the end. That was so funny. You were uh, Jeff was so on to us. He's like, nah. I know. <laughs> I thought I did a good job. I was. I tried I to have a reason. Pretty good up top, and then yeah. Anthony, no, and I don't think Adam could lie if he had to. His life depended on it, so he was just oh, staying out of it. Oh, you're waiting. Oh, <laughs> I was sorry. all set. Yeah. Oh, he's set, ready to go. Yeah, I should have yeah, called on you. Yeah. I just Jeff was too good at calling me out, so I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's been our show, everybody. Thanks for listening and watching Dustin's Vinyl. Please hit our YouTube page. We could use the likes and uh, the support. Uh, and yeah, go out and buy vinyl records and uh, introduce yourself to some good music. All right, everybody. Play us out, Anthony. <laughs> I thought you were going to play more than a feeling. I like it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. How's it go? It's so good. It's just it smells like a little bit high. You always had it. <laughs> Play Amanda. That's the best song. Dropped yeah. That's the best song. I'm imagining it's sort of like a. Right. That's exactly it. <laughs> that sounds so much like Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever Andy has to go into a rock song, it's pretty much his go to. Like All right, everybody. Goodbye. Love you. Bye, guys. Teachers, administrators, and other school staff play an important role. Education can be a shining light, and it's really the equalizer for everybody. You are making a difference in people's lives, including your students. You can have a really bad day at school and still realize that what you're doing is making a bigger difference. We are the best profession in the world next to doctors, but even a doctor had a teacher. Find what helps at cdcfoundation.org slash how right now.